everyone. Thank you for tuning in. And I got the Mighty One. His name is Tim. The band's called Mighty One. Uh, it is. It is. Thanks for joining us. How's it going, man? It's going really, really good, George. It's it's uh, it's Monday, and um, I'm like I'm totally full of caffeine right now. I've drank almost this whole thing. I, I saved a little bit just for you, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm super vibed. I'm super jazzed. It's been a, it's been a great morning already so far. Uh, I forget the the time difference. You're on the other side of the country, on the West Coast. That's correct. Yeah, I'm three hours three hours um um behind you. Oh wow! What what are you taking your coffee? Um, actually, I have um, I have whipped cream, and, and I'm not kidding you. Every day, whipped cream and uh, and a little bit of like a vanilla syrup, sugar free syrup, because I'm a keto oh. guy. I just, that's why that's why I do that. Me too. Me mm. too. Yeah. Nice. How long have yeah. you been doing that? Uh, I, well, not not a keto guy, but I've been doing it for quite some time. Uh, probably about three months, four months now. Good for you. Uh, I kind of just got off the horse a bit, but it's uh, it's weird because now I'm kind of thinking that I should probably go back on it because like when you do a diet like that or change your lifestyle, as I would call it, um, it can be very surprising in the uh, things you discover you could actually still eat. And um, I, I really enjoyed it. So what I was doing is a bit of like a, uh, a mashup of fasting and, and keto. Um, then I learned that like, it's not so much the keto diet. It was the fasting that was helping me lose weight. Um, so I, I you know, I, I like to kick a few beers back and you know, sure. I have a few drinks and I like to eat you know, burgers. I had a burger, you know, on my way up to the studio today. And, yeah. um, but I find the mindset and then the, your, your brain thinks a lot clearer yeah keto it's yes. so weird it's yes. so weird i don't understand it but <laughs> i feel a lot smarter and more alert when i you know i fast i just drink coffee you, i mean you can't drink beer you can have coffee that's such a great deal um it is it is yeah no i'm i'm, I'm with you i'm with you on that i've been doing keto now coming up to the first of, of january i'll have been doing it three years in a row like every day like nothing but keto 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 um you know, and the fa- fasting that you talk about, um, I do intermittent fasting, so I I don't have I don't have breakfast anymore. Mm-hmm. I just have coffee. Yeah, and uh, and then uh, you know about twelve or one o'clock is when I have my first meal, and then I have one at dinner, and that's it. So I'm down to two meals a day, yeah. and that that's made a huge difference. I've actually in the last three years lost over seventy pounds. Wow, I I, I lost thirty pounds. Uh... In about a month, crazy. So, tw- it's just twenty pounds uh, just in the first two weeks. Like I'm just yeah. like, holy moly! Yeah, um, you don't realize um, how much drive you actually have. You get used to it, though, right? <laughs> today, I you know I didn't fast today, but uh, uh, no, last week I did, but uh, tomorrow I will. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because. Sometimes you just got to eat, right? I don't know what it is. I just got to eat. But I feel like the sugar, sugar is like a, it's like the worst drug in the world. Well, I shouldn't say it's the worst drug in the world, but like, cause there's stuff that, stuff that really messes you up. But uh, <laughs> sugar definitely makes you think that you're hungry when you're not, right? So true. So yeah. true. Yeah. So true. Yeah. So that's something that I discovered, right? It's like, oh, should I go and have this? Should I go and eat this? 
am I really hungry? I, when you keep on keep on eating, yeah, I had some Tim Hortons uh, donuts the other day, but uh, you know, I didn't want to have a second one. When I did have the second one, then I was thinking to myself, like, do I really want this? You know. <laughs> um, but what people really want um, is to hear your story. Uh, the mighty one, uh, you are the mighty one, right? I am the mighty one. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I got a, and I got a great band that, uh, that, that, uh, that helps me out, especially my, uh, my business partner and drummer in the band, uh, Bob Wagner. Yeah. Very good. Tell us about the band. How'd you come about the naming the group? Um, and, uh, let's, let's just break into it right now with the beard. Like you got a massive beard, dude. Um, how long have you been growing that for? Uh, this thing's been around for a couple of decades now, for sure. Um, you know, it's 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 getting a, getting a little bit more of this this sort of uh, white stuff happening in it here. I noticed, but you know, that's good. They know that's that's just wisdom. That's just wisdom, yeah. and the wisdom's getting longer. But uh, yeah, no, I've had that for twenty years or so. Oh yeah. wow! I, I spoke with Leland Sklar uh, mm-hmm. a couple months ago, and he's never shaved his beard. Um, I never, I, I've trimmed a little bit. That's it. But that's it. Yeah. It's like, uh, I, I can never look at myself cleanly shaved and ever again. I look like Luigi from like Super Mario or something <laughs> like that. It's so weird. It, it's, it's, it really is to look at yourself in a different light. If you want to see yourself in a different light, just shave your face, to be honest. It's oh, so dude. oh, dude, I could never do it again. And you know what? I'd be divorced for sure. Right yeah. away. Boom. Just like that. Boom. <laughs> in the middle second. So the mighty one. The story behind the name. The story behind the name. Okay. So I think that really goes back to like 2007 when uh, just before I put out the first record, sitting here in this studio and, you know, working on on the record and, and made this decision that... You know, I, I tried so hard to keep uh, to keep bands together, um, you know, and, and you always have this idealistic, you know, like because Kiss obviously is, is one of one of sort of my idealistic bands. And and uh, and, uh, you know, so you have these four guys, they're brothers, everybody puts their piece in and and that's what creates the music and the whole thing and the whole vibe. But the fact of the matter is I've always had a very strong vision and idea of what I see and hear in, in, in my music. And so even though I always welcomed everybody's ideas, I rarely took them. And so then people just sort of felt like, well, Tim's just kind of using me, you know, like, you know, it's not really a band. And I finally, you know, I'm sitting here by myself after, you know, three or four different versions of, of what I was trying to create. And and I'm going, you know what? I, I, it's just me. I'm the mighty one. Not that's that's who I am. I, I am Tim, you know. That's actually my my um our stage manager, he wanted me to call the band I am Tim. And I said, Yeah, that's cool, but you know, I just I, I see the mighty one, right? Because I've got this a little bit of a little bit of a spiritual connection. I'm not I can't say that I'm a um a religious person, but I've got a spiritual connection. I believe in a higher power. So it just it all just kind of made sense to me. So I sat here and I started working on the record. And uh, next thing you know, um, I don't believe in coincidences, but by coincidence or synchronicity, um, a guy comes in and, and he says, hey, um, uh, you know, I'd like to rent your basement suite in your house. And I, I see you've got a recording studio. I'm a drummer. Can I 
can I move in? I'm like, yeah, Ryan, you can move in. And this is Ryan Van Puderoyne of the band of the Devin Townsend band. Right. And next thing you know, I got the Devin Townsend band is down here recording their first record. And I said, Hey guys, like, especially Devin, I said, Devin, would you produce a, a song for me? And Hey guys, would you maybe play on some stuff for me? And next thing you know, the, you know, the Devin Townsend band is helping me record, record my first album. Devin um, uh, produces the first single and then actually mixes the whole record. Right. So Perfect. it was this, this beautiful synchronicity. And that's really when, the, when the mighty one became an, a, an official thing. It's very hard to like uh, see your vision through if it's not going the way you want it, right? It is. It is. You know, somebody who really helped me to see the the, the right path is is um, uh, Dave Grohl. You know, because he was with the Foo Fighters, it was a similar situation when he was starting up where, you know, again, he had this idealistic view. And then finally, you know, he kept going, you know, he'd record the record and then he'd go back into the studio when everybody was home and and, and in bed and and he re-record all the parts (laughs) because it wasn't exactly the way that he wanted it to be. Right. And he finally came to the realization, oh, man. It's me. So it's, I got a similar situation where it's uh, it's myself and the drummer, and and that's uh, that's that's who propels this project now. Because if it doesn't go like if you don't hear it the way you want to hear it, or that, the way you're hearing it in your head, yeah, uh, it can really irk you, especially when you're on stage playing it, right? Well, that that on stage is is one thing. There, there, I'm I'm pretty open, but but the recordings are they're permanent. You know what I mean? Like when you put out a record, it's permanent. Yes, you can re-record the song or whatever, but you know, if there's something in there that's bothering you, it will bother you every single time that you listen to that song. And I just I just don't want that. Yeah, well, of course. You got a you got a, a song called Christmas in the North. Yeah, yeah. Um we, we spoke prior to this. Um you do the the good father Christmas role and everything. So um does this have something to do with that song? Um, I think so. I think it's an extension of that. I mean, I've been been doing this this Father Christmas role for for about five years. I mean, last year obviously I took a break because we couldn't get together with people. But um, um, yeah, so at, at this at this um, this heritage village, it's like a 1900s village in Burnaby, um, and uh, and and you know they've got like all of the like the blacksmith and everything like it would be back in the 1900s, and they have Father Christmas, and I've been been sort of embodying that role and the spirit of that right. Which is different than Santa, you know. Santa is a, a very commercial construct that was built by Coca-Cola back in the fifties, and that's when Christmas really became commercialized. It was all about selling, and everybody needed to give, 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 and buy, buy, buy. Where you know, in a simpler time, it was about Father Christmas, and it was really about just simply helping the underprivileged. And so I get to embody that role and that's really, really cool. But where this ties back into Christmas with the North, Christmas in the North, I don't know. I've just, I grew up in a, in a German family and let's face it, you know, Christmas was born in Germany. I mean, if you, if you see Christmas villages in, in Germany, if you ever go there, they do Christmas like they really, really do. So Christmas was always very special to me. And, um, 
And a couple of years ago, I met this band from Norway, just online during the pandemic. Um, and we started hanging out and drinking beers on Friday night. And and uh, one of these one of these things, it was like two or three in the morning. And, and Gear, the manager of this band, Viking Queen, they're like a power metal band. He says to me, Tim, we need to record a Christmas song. And I'm like, okay, cool. What will it be called? And he said, uh, it'll be called Christmas in the North. I'm like, okay, cool. And so I started working on it right away. And by by the time you know Christmas had come around, the song was ready. We'd recorded video back and forth. They'd sent audio tracks, and and yeah, it's uh, it's Christmas in the North. Awesome! It's amazing how things come together through uh, drinks over Zoom, and uh, <laughs> yeah, a lot of things happen that way. Um, oh, it's been amazing. I, I have to, I honestly say, George, that the, the pandemic has been honestly the greatest gift to me as a creative person and, and as someone who, who lives and breathes rock and roll. It's been the greatest gift. I fully agree with you. Like I started my, this podcast, uh, probably a couple of months after this pandemic was started rolling. It's been great ever since I've met a lot of uh, musicians and interviewed some people that I really wanted to talk to. And, um, nice. you know, it's a, it is a blessing in disguise, even, even though we want it to end as soon as possible, yes. um, which there's no end in sight right now after, uh, having this pass again, but, uh, you know, o- Omicron yeah. it sounds like Decepticon a little bit. Yeah. Isn't it? It's yeah. so weird. Like it just, <laughs> it's just so weird. I, I find it real weird that, you know, yeah, now you're getting me laughing about like the Decepticon thing. Way to throw me off, man. Me the, off. Co- the COVID Transformer. Omicron. Omicron. <laughs> the AllSpark. <laughs> this guy's looking for a fucking AllSpark the whole time. Why is he fighting with everybody? Oh, my God. That makes me laugh. Yeah, it's a, it's a very tough conversation to have, right? But I think yeah. I think you and I probably have the same perspective. It's uh, the the media is really you know fear mongering people over something that still hasn't happened yet, right? Yeah. Um, yes. What really got me is that I went on Twitter and uh, I was looking at like uh, quotes and then videos of people in South Africa talking about this Omicron or the Omicron, you know. Um, <laughs> And they're saying it's a very mild, like mild version of it. So yeah, it's like the, the media hypes it up. And, and I blame the media for a lot of the garbage that we hear every day that scares people. So now people uh, and people in the society are going to be waking up. If they haven't woken up already, this is the time, you know, we're, 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 I, I'm not a big Trump supporter, but um, the fake news thing, that is exactly what i'm talking about you got to think twice about everything you hear um just like you 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 think twice about things you hear from people you don't know right um 100 it's no george is no different than than santa claus and father christmas Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like santa claus is this is this blown up thing and it's about buy, 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 and you need to give, you know, you need to, you need to. And and the same thing with media, it's sensationalized in such a huge way. And, and so the deeper the emotional um, uh, cloud that they can build, you know what I mean? The, the more value it seems to have 
to the media and and people just just watching what's going on emotionally is just like whoa people step back yeah you know step back i, I think that the best the biggest and best favor you can do for yourself is go on social media and unfollow all those stations to be honest <laughs> like let's just move on let's move on you know move on from all the depression you know go click on the babylon b or uh the onion and like their pages because you know yeah. you, you don't have to have that stuff like ctv news for me constantly you know yeah it's bad this is bad this guy you know it's like just leave us alone <laughs> you know like just leave us alone let us relax for like five minutes like then you, then you have people going to these climate change conferences and whatever it's like I, I thought we were in a pandemic you know now we have climate change problems it's like how are we going to stop that it's like just again leave us alone for five minutes so we can just relax have a coffee meet me for coffee let's talk about some video games or some music or you know strapping young lad or something like that i've seen them many times i fucking love that band i can't even yes. talk about that anymore because it's all about pandemic you know <laughs> i see Devin townsend articles but now it's you know about a pandemic like it's just it's just ridiculous it's ridiculous like and i think people who who, who want to see it should go search for that stuff right it shouldn't just be constant it's like um you know, someone mentioned earlier today, it's like it, the media is half the, the battle here. Like the ones causing the problem like we talked about, um, you know, my, my friends in Mazda truck released a song with kid rock and all of a sudden they're the worst people in the world. Right. There's, yes, I there's, saw that. there's guys like Danko Jones calling them out. I was like, well, maybe that guy should be ashamed for calling them out because he does more or less the same as what happened <laughs> when kid rocks videos. So like, it's, it's, you know, I, I think that was a big, big pinnacle in their career like, to see kid rock. Cause I like kid rock, you know, who cares? Yeah. Like whatever. Like I like kid rock, you know, yeah. Yeah. your music speaks for you. Right. Yes. Um, music's about feel, but emotion, it's not about politics. It's not to voice your opinion and say, Hey man, that guy's an asshole for saying that about this or that. And that's the wrong lyric to say are you to tell them what to write what to say in their own music you know when you're just as bad you know or even you know uh telling people they don't have the creative freedom that they think they do right it's yes it's ridiculous right yeah and and, and that's what i like about your music like you actually you know you can feel the emotion people will, will get hooked on it when they hear more of it um and, and you know what? I, I had a nice little rip for the streams today on Spotify. You, you may have noticed that it, some of these songs went up by two or three plays. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Thanks, George. Yeah, Appreciate man. That. I, I really, really did enjoy it. And uh, that that's what is missing with music, the emotional connection, because people don't let you have that connection anymore. Everybody has that, 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 advice to tell you or they want to tell you something bad or you know divide we're all divided let's yeah. let's let's harmonize and come together through music and this is the perfect opportunity to go to spotify or go buy a record from tim the mighty one it's you know this start here and let's keep on going let's just start supporting independent artists a bit more because they really need it there are major artists that are at home they're okay but they're hurting as well yeah. um you know it's a uh, a backwards world out there. We got to harmonize and, and, and find our escape through music like it used to be, right? Like there's kids who have no clue what rock music is. There's kids who have no clue what real good music is. You know, uh, you write your songs, 
bigger people than you don't write their songs. There's like, it's so mm-hmm. backwards, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about all flashy, glammy and whatever. You don't have to you know, hang out in a Bugatti with your shirt off. I mean, I'm sure I would like to, but um, in some aspect, I really don't think that's on the top of my priority list. Right. But, uh, well, you know, you know, I, I just want to, I want to interject there for a moment. Yeah. So, and this is something that I've been observing for, for the last, last couple of years, for sure, since the pandemic started. So the polarization that you talked about, you know, you're either on this side or you're on this side, you know, and, and it's like, it's like we're, we feel this pressure to, to do that. I believe the side to be on is this one right here. Mm-hmm. The one that's the one that's in the center that, yeah, I can listen to that over there. And yeah, I can listen to that over there. That's fine. I'll listen to your opinions, but I'm going to stay centered in who I am. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then everything that I do music wise and everything that I put out on social media is from that centered place. That's not amplified with this emotion. You know what I mean? Um it's 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 with more with a with just a spirit of of who I am. Uh, I don't know if you know, but I um, um, I teach at a recording school here in Vancouver. Uh, it's called Nimbus. Oh, cool. Um, uh, it's owned by Garth Richardson. You you remember Garth Richardson? Mm-hmm. Uh, producer for Rage Against the Machine, and his his dad actually had a legacy out in uh, out in 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 uh, Eastern Canada. Um, as a with producer the also. The guess who, the guess who, right? With the guess who, that's right, correct. And so, you know, when I'm teaching these kids, these upcoming producers and engineers and artists, I say, listen, your music, it's great. Entertainment is great. People still always need entertainment. However, anybody in their dog now can put out a record, you know, with, with, with the way you can record at home and stuff like that. But what... I think the real value comes in how will this music make somebody's life better? Do you know what I mean? Yes. So, so when you take that approach to it, now suddenly there's depth to the music again. It's not just stuff. It's got some heart and it's got some, a real transmission of who you are with that intention of making the world a better place, improving somebody's life. And so um, I don't know if you know, but I'm, I'm also a, like a, like a life coach. Okay. And so I work with people. I help them remove their, their emotion, the negative emotional blocks that are keeping them from living their purpose. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so my music but the Mighty One's music is an extension of that. You know, on, on the record of obviously Torch of Rock and Roll was this this torch that was lit inside of me when I was 13 years old when I heard Kiss Destroyer and and I went out to the to the silo, to the to the granary, and I ran like 300 feet of extension cord out there, put in my trainer amp and plugged in my guitar and cranked it to 10 and hit it for the first time and went, whoa, this is what I'm supposed to do in my life, you know, and, and just had that awakening. And ever since then, it, it's been nonstop for me. I've never, never stopped since then. And so it's important, I think, as an artist to 
have your music be a representation of where you are as an individual. Again, with that intention of how can this music make somebody else's life better? I fully agree that that's kind of what I was trying to go for. Right. Um, and, you know, obviously the rant kind of gets people going. I think that was one of the best answers I've ever had on the show uh, over something that I said. Um, and you know what? I fully agree with you. It's like the emotional connection in, in how people get immersed in your music, the, the escape, right? Like, hey, all this stuff's happening. I listen to your music. You know, I, I feel relaxed. I feel good. You know, I, we're at least five minutes at a time, right? Yeah. You know? At least someone let us relax, right? Yeah, totally. And I think, and I think, like I, the the Torture Rock and Roll album is, speaks to those albums back in in you know in the day when I was growing up, where they took you on a journey. You know, they took you, you took off, right? And then you went on this journey. It had a couple of dips, and then it dropped you off gently at the end, and you went. Wow, I was just went on a on a little trip there on that record, as opposed to you know, maybe one or two songs were great or whatever. And, but no, the whole album. If you listen to Torture Rock and Roll all the way through from beginning to end, you'll see there's a line and there's a story that goes all the way through, and it is an extension of my heart. It is. It truly is. That's sweet, man. It's very sweet uh, uh, introduction to someone who's looking to check you out. Um, Man, this has been great. I've really enjoyed this. Um, it also helped me uh, get something out that I really wanted to say. And uh, you know what? <laughs> it's very good because, uh, you know, I feel what I just said. I have no regrets of what I said. Um, I do believe that, you know, artists need to say what they need to say. Yes. In their music. And you do not have, you can be uh, have a criticism of a song, but you do not have the right to tell people how to write their own songs and what to say in their own music, because that's not you, right? Creativity, creativity is a personal extension of your soul, man. It, it truly is. So if, if you feel passionate about something and you want to speak or write or sing about it, it's got to be done. And nobody, nobody should judge that. Thanks a lot, Tim. This has been great. This is Tim from The Mighty One. Uh, check him out on Spotify. You have a website as well, right? TorchaRockandRoll.com. Sounds so awesome. <laughs> you got to give away some type of specialized merch with a torch or something like that. Or we do. Torch. We have all of that. We have what? all that. Go to the site. You'll check it out. You'll see it. Wow. Oh, yeah. Just so like, cool. see, this is the logo right here. That's the torch right there, baby. I, and I thought that was a Canada hat. That, that, that's, what, that, that's what happens when we don't sit down in person, right? <laughs> Maybe I should put my glasses no, on. It's a torch. It's a torch, baby. Wow, this is cool. Yeah. That's thanks so, so much cool. for having me on your show, George. I really appreciate you. And um, I know we're getting close to Christmas, so I'm, I'm going to be the first one to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you and happy holidays to everyone out in Burnham, UBC and across the world as we start uh, wishing people Christmas officially as of yeah. now. Yeah, baby. And, and also, I just want to want to mention, too, I want to give a little plug to Rise Up TV. Now, it was supposed to be on this Rise Up TV tour, which is starting tomorrow, I believe, actually, um, uh, out east in, in Ontario and, uh, and, uh, and Quebec. And so I just want to do a shout out to that. If you see any shows for the Rise Up TV tour, go check that out. I was on the last one that went to Alberta. I was supposed to be on this one, but I was invited to Father Christmas. So that's 
what I did. And we've got we've actually got a redo of the one we're doing to Vancouver Island. We're doing that in February now, and it's going to be more of a fundraiser for BC flood relief. So, um, but Rise Up TV tour, you got to check that out. That's right. And uh, Meet Me for Coffee is a media sponsor on the Rise Up Tour. And uh, yeah, hopefully I can make it out on uh, one of these dates. I was hoping to meet Tim in person. Actually, I got kind of confused because he wasn't the poster, then he wasn't. And then I was like, <laughs> so if he's going to be at this show, why don't I just do this interview in person? And then and I realized he wasn't on the, the tour anymore. So, yeah. um, you know, I will be out there and hopefully I'll do some interviews with some more artists out there. Um, you know, Ashley Pater and yeah, uh, the others, uh, you know, they're riding around in the 64 audio tour. Yeah, bus. the big bus. It's so awesome. Super luxe there. So, yeah, yeah. Check us out at meetmeforcoffee.co. You can subscribe to any uh, podcast carrier through that website. Um, of course, subscribe to us on YouTube as we're trying to build that channel officially. And uh, thank you so much. Take care. Have a great night. Thanks, George.